Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley Prep Cast on IdahoSports.com. District 3 breakdown from 5A all the way down to 1AD2 week in, week out. My name is Brandon Bainey, joined as always by Logan Green. Logan, what's up? Brandon, it's good, man. I, you know, uh, great weekend of football all around. Um, I see your UCLA shirt. They fare a little better. Mm. Man, I tell you, first time ever, I think. My biggest game of my NC State fan life, and they blew it. But... Still a chance to finish it out. But anyways, I was just reading your Bubble Watch article. And if you guys out there have not, you just pause this, open that up, and then come back and listen to the rest because it's it's extremely good. Yeah, so I spent – so again, if you want to see my UCLA shirt or Logan's uh, Nike gray hoodie, you can watch the video version of this podcast at IdahoSports.com's YouTube channel or Facebook page. Uh, Audio-only version of the podcast as well at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. Yeah, all day yesterday, I pretty much spent working on this bubble watch post. It's on the homepage at IdahoSports.com right now, where I looked at each classification in football with three weeks ago in the regular season and basically did an exercise of, if the season ended today, who would be in, who would get the at-large bids, who would be out or on the bubble, and what would the playoff matchups be? Now, it's going to change, right? It's going to change a lot over the next three weeks. Um Teams are going to play their way in. Teams are going to play their way out. And then because a lot of this is seeded using max preps, you know, the matchups will change as well. But I thought it would be a fun exercise to kind of get people talking and focused on the playoffs because we're in the stretch drive for football, Logan. We're three weeks yeah. to go in the regular season. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, there's stuff in there that I did not. I mean, I didn't know it. Not that I'm an expert at anything by any means, but like I thought I was more up to date than I was. But some of the stuff you read, and you're like, that's new this year. Um, so if you're, you know, even for us, this stuff is new. So I would, it, it's worth your time to check it out. And we're going to talk about some of this stuff too, that I've been trying to wrap my head around. And uh, this will be a good one between this information here and the information in that article. Um, hopefully you'll be ready to go to, to smack talk other people, uh, you know, when you're on the road somewhere or, you know, look like a genius, right? When, it, when you need to, when you need to look smart. That's what we're trying to do is make everybody sound smarter here at IdahoSports.com. So, uh, yes, football postseason is still on the horizon. We are we are at our first state championship weekend of the year, though, Logan. We talked about it last week. Yeah. Um, 5A and 4A golf competing in the fall for the first time. The state tournaments are this Friday and Saturday over in East Idaho. The 5A tournament will be played at Teton Lakes Golf Course in Rexburg. And the 4A tournament will be played at Sage Lakes Golf Course in idaho falls friday and saturday so we will have more for you next week uh, we kind of talked about last week bishop kelly boys and girls look good um eagles always tough in golf um capital has some good golfers so you know it's going to be really fun to see how these treasure valley teams stack up the forecast uh for friday and saturday over in east idaho uh cloudy and high of 75 so gonna be a great day we'll take it i mean it's it's i mean we're gonna do if this is jumping but we're supposed to do a cross-country race tomorrow in pocatello and and last year it was horrendous weather i wasn't there but brandon experienced it but uh, i think anybody in eastern idaho will take 75 degrees the first week of october 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll we'll take that for sure. All right, let's let's also talk about the soccer postseason gets started uh, later this week as well. Logan district tournament play will start Thursday night for five A girls. Friday night for 5A boys. They'll continue through the weekend. The 4A boys and girls will get started on Saturday. And then uh, 3A gets started um, this weekend slash early next week as well. So there's actually still regular season matches in 4A and 3A boys and girls soccer that will determine the final seedings. So we won't show you those brackets because they're not filled in yet. And there's a lot that could change depending right, on how the... Right. You know, it's the usual suspects, though, right? Fruitland and McCall Donnelly girls. They actually played last night, Logan, and they tied 4-4. So, you know, Fruitland is the defending champ. They, of course, have gaudy offensive numbers, but maybe the the rest of the field has closed the gap with the Grizzlies a little bit. Yeah, and um, we said this on another prep cast that if you want to beat or play with Fruitland, you have to score goals. And you're gonna have to score at least three goals, right? I think that's the the number we said. And fruit or McCall Donnelly puts up four. They don't beat them, but they don't lose to them. And so that's the thing. They are gonna score at least three goals a game. Like I that's that's what they do, right? I mean, how many does uh they have multiple players averaging that many? You've got to put it up, right? Um, and so McCall Donnelly gets four on the board and look out, they they come up with a tie. So um, yeah, I, I think that's the recipe is if you can score, you got a chance. Definitely. And then, you know, for a competition, Caldwell boys look really strong. Uh, Bishop Kelly girls also look phenomenal. Um, Valley view kind of a dark horse in both boys and girls soccer. Uh, Ridgeview's had a nice season as well. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring you more for a three, a soccer next week. And we'll actually have some results to talk about, but let's take a look at these five, a brackets. They're pretty much all filled in. The girls bracket is official, official, the boys bracket, uh, I, I feel like is 95% accurate. So let's let's start with the girls, and I'll just share my screen so you can see the bracket. Now, friendly reminder, we've got all of the district soccer brackets up on our website, idahosports.com, right on the homepage, um, not just for Treasure Valley, but uh, every district in the state, 5A down to 3A. So you can follow all the district action there with the brackets, but I will share my screen so everybody can see the bracket here. And if you're watching the video version of this, just make your screen full size. So it's a little easier to read. If you're listening audio only, just go to our website, idahosports.com, and you can follow along with the brackets there. But this is the 5A SIC girls bracket, Logan. Look at all these playoff matches over here on the left. There are uh, the top yep. three. The top three seeds get buys because this is a 13-team league now. So Rocky Mountain is your one seed. Boise is your two seed. Eagle is your three seed. And that wasn't even decided until, you know, just this past week. Rocky Mountain and Boise uh, played each other very recently. And the Grizzlies emerged victorious in that contest. And because of that, they end up getting the number one seed. They finished with identical 11 and one records. Um, and so for Rocky, they, they won that contest two nothing uh, last Monday. And so that's what gave them the number one seed, but you know, it's the same teams we thought coming in, right? Rocky Boise, kind of the two favorites. Yeah. And, and you know, they, they get those, those big buys and that's big, right? You don't have to play, uh, those going on Thursday, which is tomorrow, if you're listening to it, um, it's on, well, it's on Thursday. <laughs> um, but then, you know, they get that break Saturday, they play those games. Um, and then, and then they move on 
to Monday's uh, semifinals if they can win one of those first round games. And you got to like those two teams as well as Eagle to, to come away and, and meet in the semifinals. Yeah, so Middleton and Bora will be the host sites for this 5A girls tournament. The play-in matches take place tomorrow at Middleton and Bora. Number four, Centennial against number 13, Meridian. Number five, Hawaii will play number 12, Napa. Number six, Timberline against number 11, Capital. Number seven, Middleton against number 10, Bora. And the 8-9 matchup is Mountain View against CUNA. Uh, which is a team, Logan, that's in this play-in round that you think has dark horse potential to go on a run? Um, I, I mean, I I like whoever usually is sitting at the four spot, so Centennial. Um, you know, that the, they're going to play a five team, and potentially you look at you know whoever comes out of that mountain is it Mountain View and Cuna, um, or. Sorry, I got to look at my bracket. That's a little more bigger, right? No, yeah, the, um, they'll the play Hawaii, a- Nampa, right. right? So, so you know they're going to play that winner, and then and then you've got a shot, a one game opportunity to take down the big dog, right? And so, I think Centennial. I, I don't know why it just seems like in, in playoff matchups that one versus four in a semifinals. I don't know what it is. It, it trips people up. Um, you saw it last year in the four A basketball tournament right valley view was the four and they beat number one middleton who nobody I mean, middleton hadn't even been no one was close to them in basketball during the regular season and then valley view beats them um so I, i've always been a fan of that four spot when they get to the semifinals to, to maybe take a little piece the one is looking for the state you know for the championship where they've been looking all year long the four looking to make something happen and so um if, if i have a dark horse i like centennial to potentially push. I'm not saying they're going to win, but, um, but Centennial to maybe make a little, you know, push um, against Rocky. But I think at the end of the day, Rocky still takes it, but I, I, you know, I just like the spot Centennial is in. Yeah. I, I I really like Centennial as well. I'm inclined to agree with you and I hate agreeing with you, Logan. So I know. Yeah. (laughs) Most people do. Right. It's not often that people agree with me. Right. So Centennial um, got the four seed over Hawaii by beating the Storm Monday night. They won that contest two nothing, and that basically decided fourth and fifth. And yeah. then also, you know, I know it was way back in August, but Centennial did defeat Rocky Mountain two to one. Um, yeah. Earlier this year as well. So that's uh, kind of an important piece of data as well. The other interesting thing, if you look at the bracket here, Logan, the top. Uh, so the two teams that qualify for the championship automatically get to go to state. Um, and then the two teams that win the loser, um, out contests on Tuesday, the 11th get to go to state. And usually what's happened in the past is that then when you're down to the final six, right, you've got the final four on the loser side, the two teams that lost in those loser games would then play for the fifth and final spot to state or a chance to go for a play in game. That game goes away now, and now there will be two state play-in games involving teams from District 3. You'll see them right here kind of in the middle mm-hmm. of the bracket where the fifth-place team will play the second-place team from District 1-2, and then the sixth-place team will play the second-place team from District 5-6. And neither of those are layups because Highland and Thunder Ridge are both really strong teams from the yeah. east, and up north, Lake City and Coeur d'Alene, Uh, are both solid squads as well. So um, there's not that safety blanket anymore. So, so district three could have as many as six teams at state, 
along with the other two district champs, or they could have as few as four. And so this is a chance for the rest of the state to go, we are so sick of the yeah. Treasure Valley getting yeah. all the bits. <laughs> and you know what, Brandon? I kind of like this. I like that other areas are getting that shot at it. I know that I know that sentiment exists, whether you like it or not, that it's uh, you know, everybody versus the Treasure Valley. Um, but at the same time, look what happened at Boys State basketball. You know, uh, you know, District Three gets a ton of teams in. People don't like it, and then Centennial almost wins it all, um, coming in as the eighth seed, and they, they take down the number one Lake City squad in the you know the first round. So it's it's always I like to see more parity, more teams in, um, and this this gives us the chance, right? This gives the teams from the Treasure Valley not that automatic spot, and it gives other people. You know, it's essentially a state tournament game. I know it's a play-in game. But it, you're in the state tournament, right? Playing in those play-in games, you advance to that win and go home at this point, or win or go home, right? And, and so that gives them the opportunity to earn it against somebody from the other side of the state, and somebody from the other side of the state a chance to steal a spot that might have traditionally gone to the Treasure Valley. So, and it'll tell us is the low end or you know middle of the pack SIC teams are they up there with the, the rest of the state? I don't know. Some sports they are, some sports they're not. And so we'll find out with this new format. Definitely. It's the same setup on the boys' side as well. So let's go ahead and take a look at that boys' bracket. Now, this again isn't official, but I kind of looked at the standings and looked at, you know, and, and there was a lot of ties in the standings. So I kind of looked at, you know, head to head who won which matchup, which should give them the higher seed. So, anyways, um, the biggest thing you'll notice right away is number one and number two aren't settled because Timberline and Boise went an identical. 11 and 0 and 1 against one another. We talked about Logan a couple of weeks ago, right? Timberline, Boise, and Rocky were all kind of undefeated going yeah. into this final stretch of matches. Um, Timberline and Boise played last Thursday and actually drew 2 2. So that doesn't help us at all. They basically uh, beat everybody else. Rocky lost to not only Timberline and Boise but they lost to Capital on Tuesday night as well, four to one. So that was kind of a, a surprising result as well. Um, so Rocky gets the three seed though. And then the play in matches, number four, Bora, number 13, Meridian, number five, Eagle against number 12, Nampa. Mountain View is six. They'll play uh, Middleton, the 11 seed. Hawaii, the seven seed, will play Cuna, the 10 seed. And then the eight, nine matchup is Centennial and Capital. Timberline will host this entire tournament, Logan. They've got two fields they're going to use there at Timberline. So, uh, going to be a lot of action right. uh, in the city of Boise. Yeah, and, and you know it's uh, looking like a good tournament, and and it's critical to see it. You know who's going to get the one and the two, because you know if you're the two, you're paired up on the other side of Rocky Mountain and potentially uh, Eagle or Bora, or you know you're that's t I, I just that's a tougher draw than being the one. Where you know you're not right, you 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 get the five or or wait, you get you right, you get the the five or the eight, I think, or the five or the six or however that five or seven. I, I I'm so, bad with math. So, all right, so so you're talking about the one seed you'll be playing with if if all the high seeds win, the you'll play, you'll be with the eight, the the four, and the five. Right? Yeah, the four. That's right. Yeah, the four and the five. Yeah, rather than playing the potentially the three. And so I, I would rather play the four or the five than the three. And so, you know, it's a big, it's a big decision. I think uh, who gets that one or two spot. 
it, you know, it was nice while it lasted, Logan, but I'm going to disagree with you here. Uh, okay. I think I think actually the two seed might be the better. You know, Rocky Mountain is a good team, right? But they just lost to Capital, the nine seed. And, and it, was, it wasn't close. It was, you know, four to one. Now, maybe, I, and I, I, I'll admit, I didn't look too closely, but Rocky at that point was kind of already locked in. So maybe... Maybe they played, you know, some players that don't normally see a lot of time. Maybe they rested their guys. I'm not sure. But, you know, Rocky has has looked at times vulnerable this year. And I just, I don't know, Bora and Eagle Bull uh, have pushed the top teams in the conference at times this year. They haven't won necessarily. But either way, you know, you're going to have to earn it true. In, in this boys bracket. I mean, yeah, sure. if you look at Eagle's record, right, they haven't lost since September 13th. Yeah, I mean that was to to Centennial, ironically, um, right? Um, but then outside of that, it's it's been, you know, they they came on some hard times and you know at the beginning of the season, but they're hot right now. And so, I mean, I'll 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 lean towards you on that and say I I can see that argument. Yeah, either way, it's going to be fantastic. These matches begin Friday. Will be all those play-in matches, um, and then they got to turn around. The winners got to turn around and play right away again on Saturday. So having a bye period is a big advantage because the play-in teams will have to play two matches in two days. So big advantage for those teams that get buys again. That's Timberline, Boise, and Rocky Mountain. So that's postseason soccer, Logan. And again, we will uh, update everyone on the brackets on next week's prep cast. We'll be pretty close to, you know, district championship matchups talking about teams that have already clinched uh, spots at state. So um, that that'll be really exciting. And and soccer, especially in the postseason, things get really wild and crazy because um, how many we talked about this a couple weeks ago. How many times did we see like ties and draws during the season? Well, those all of a sudden get decided by penalty kicks, and those can go yeah. either way. Yeah, so we're going to actually be doing some of the girls' 5A tournament at Middleton, so I'm hoping that we see some of those go to penalty kicks. Those are so much fun. Co- coaches they're hate wrenching. But... They're gut-wrenching for fans. I know, like, in a shootout in hockey, being in the stands, it is – it's just – I mean, it makes me sick. Um, it's like It just – you can end like that. It just – it's so fast, and so it should be fun. Uh, postseason anything is a lot of fun definitely all right let's transition to football now we we kind of teased it at the top uh i wrote this big bubble watch post that's on the homepage at idahosports.com basically saying if the season ended today how would the playoffs look and i thought we could just move you know classification through classification kind of talk about where things stand let's start at the top at 5a where uh essentially you know Six teams will get to go from District 3 uh, with the potential of two more coming via an at-large bid. So the way this is going to work, the, the the two divisions, the Foothills Division and the River Division, right now in the Foothills Division, Meridian and Rocky Mountain are tied for first. They're both 3-0. and Capital is third at 2-1. and Middleton is fourth at 1-2. and And then Centennial and Timberline are both 0-3. So we're going to find out, you know, pretty quickly where everybody stands. Um, Timberline plays um, t- Timberline plays Centennial on Thursday night at Donna Larson Park. So we'll find out, you know, which team is going to take sixth, which team is going to take fifth. Uh, Middleton plays Capital this week. We'll find out third and fourth. And then Rocky Mountain plays Meridian. And so we'll find out, you know, who gets the the, yeah. the Foothills Division title. It, it kind of worked out really nicely this week where one and two play, three and four, and five and six all play each other. 
Yeah, and you know, in those standings all year long, it's been Capital has been on top of Middleton just because they played they played the lower two first, right? They played Timberline and they played Centennial early. While Min- Middleton, on the other hand, played Rocky and, and Meridian um, and got those out of the way. So Capital uh, coming in off of a loss to Meridian and Rocky or or just to Meridian or who did they play? Um, they played Rocky last they played week. Rocky, yeah. Um, and, and you know they got beat pretty handily. I like Middleton in that game um, to beat Capital. Um, I've seen them a few times. I think I think they're 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 gelling at the right time. Um, they got their tough ones out of the way. Um, and I know everybody loves Rocky, but I think Meridian takes them. I, I do. I think that Meridian, um, I think Meridian gets it done um, in that one. So, and I honestly that five six one that one's a toss up. I, I don't I don't know. Um, I don't know if it really matters that much at the end of the day either. Um, somebody's going to win, but, um, but both teams just have under underachieved from what we thought they would be this year. Definitely. Um, they're both 0-6 overall, both 0-3 in the division. If we look at the River Division, this has seven teams in it. So currently, Eagle and Mountain View tied for first. They're both 4-0. and Nampa comfortably in third at 4-1. and You've got Bora and Cuna both tied at 1-3. and Cuna technically in fourth place because they beat Bora head-to-head in overtime, 35-28. So Cuna is 4, Bora is 5. Why he currently sixth at one and four, and Boise is seventh at zero and four. Eagle and Mountain View also play this week, Logan. A Friday night in Eagle in a game that will decide, you know, who's in the driver's seat in the River Division. Yeah, yeah so I think we're gonna we're getting the the one and twos cleared up uh, this week. I mean, obviously, um, Nampa and Mountain View have a chance, have one game to determine that, but um, for real, you know, officially. But I think we're going to see our one and our two determined this weekend. Definitely. Nampa had a very uh, tight win over Owyhee last week, 26-24. to 24. Now the Storm will finish uh, the regular season. Uh, they have a bye next week, so uh, before the uh, cross-divisional playoffs that we'll get to in a moment. But they finish with CUNA. So CUNA with a win on Friday night against Owyhee can pretty much lock up fourth place, um, which is important. Because yeah. as, as we look ahead to the last week of the regular season, October 21st, you'll notice none of the SIC teams have games on the schedule. Most of them will be playing because for the second year in a row, they're doing this, uh, actually third year in a row, uh, they're doing this cross-divisional uh, playoff series that will determine the six auto bids to the playoffs. So the way it works is in three weeks, the top two teams in each division will play each other in the SIC championship game. So it's either going to be, you know, it's going to be some combination of Meridian, Rocky Mountain, Eagle, and Mountain View. Whoever wins those matchups Friday night will will probably meet in that SIC championship game. So one versus one. From there, it doesn't matter if you win or lose the SIC championship, you're getting a bye. Uh, the two participants in the SIC championship game get automatic buys into the 5A quarterfinals. How do the other four playoff bids from District 3 get settled? Second place from the Foothills Division will play fifth place from the River Division. And then third place from the Foothills Division will play fourth place from the River Division and vice versa. So the twos will play the fives. The threes will play the fours. I believe the sixth place teams will both play each other. Um, and just kind of a game that has no playoff implications whatsoever. And then whoever takes seventh in the river division, I think is just out of luck. They don't, they don't get to play that last week because there's an odd number of teams. 
So, you know, if we look at this, let's just go with what you are projecting here, Logan. You like Meridian yeah. over Rocky, right? Yeah, and I and I think I like uh, it's always tough. Um, you know what? Let's let's say I've been thinking about who I think will, will win this one. Um, but but I I I I think Eagle gets it done. Um so I like Meridian and Eagle to play each other in that cross SIC championship game. Okay, so in this scenario, Meridian and Eagle are playing for the SIC championship. They both clinch bids to the playoffs, they both get first round buys from there. Rocky Mountain, the two from the foothills would play Bora, the five from the river. So Rocky versus Bora. The winner of that game gets a playoff bid. So right. if if Bora springs the upset, Bora gets that playoff spot. That is it's a it's basically a play-in game. So you know they set it up to where the second place teams have the easier, you know, easier path, but um nothing is guaranteed. So Rocky Mountain would play Bora in this in this situation the two from the river division mountain view would play the five from the foothills either centennial or timberline whoever wins that game and then the threes would play the fours so you would have middleton hosting cuna and you would have nampa hosting capital interesting battles yeah um yeah and, and you know i think that those are all you know the 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 top matchup will be a good one. Um, the twos and the fives, I think, will be pretty handily handled by the twos. But outside of that, those three and four matchups, I think they're going to be those are going to be good games. Um, I think they're going to be great matchups. I mean, what, what we're thinking here, maybe Cuna and Capital, and then Middleton and or Cuna, Cuna and Middleton and Nampa and Capital. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Just think that. I think you got to like the chances that Middleton and Nampa have. Those two were written off long ago um, at the beginning of the season to, to finish in last. And here they are possibly taking two of the six spots from the district for state. Definitely. Now you could lose one of those cross-divisional playoff games and still get in via an at-large bid. And in fact, um, currently, I I think, you know, if – if uh, that happened, I do think a seventh bid would be available from the SIC. Right now in our projections, uh, we have CUNA getting that last at large bid. Um, they can certainly play their way in. I basically just took the top three teams uh, in, in the standings and and gave them the six auto bids for this exercise I did on the website. But um, basically the competition for the, for the at-large spots is going to come down to whoever takes third up north because Lewiston, Coeur d'Alene, Post Falls are all three really good teams. Um, and then whoever takes uh, third from District 5 and 6, whether that's Highland, Madison, or Rigby. Highland, especially right now, would be out of the playoffs because they're 3-3 three and three overall, Logan, but they don't have a single win against 5A competition, and that is how the at-large bids are decided. It's not decided yeah. by Max Preps rating. It is decided by your winning percentage against... 5A teams or out-of-state opponents with 5A enrollments. So if you're a Boise school and you're trying to get an at-large bid, you don't want to see Post Falls. Post Falls has a slew of wins against Washington schools. That would basically give them a spot, no problem. 
Teams you want to see are like Lewiston. Lewiston hasn't been able to play as many 5A opponents as they'd like to. Highland, certainly. Really, their only 5A games so far have been to Lehigh, Utah, and Meridian. They lost both of those. Mm -hmm. Um, So they need to go on a run in conference play to get one of those auto bids. Otherwise, they're going to be in trouble. Um, And, you know, Madison as well is a team that hasn't – they played a lot of 4A schools. So um, I really do think it's going to come down to third place from the north, and the seventh team from the SIC. I think East Idaho only gets two teams into the playoffs. Yeah, so. and I, I honestly, I think Highland, I think Highland will, will take care of. I think Madison's the one out personally. Um, yeah. I think you know Madison has an early season, early season, but they did lose to Hawaii. Um, Highland came over and played Meridian, but that was a battle, right? And so that was a close one. And so I, you know, I lean towards Highland in that and. Um, you know, the Madison does have, uh, you know, a, I don't know how many five A wins they have, but um, Madison, I think, has one over Thunder Ridge. Thunder Ridge, um, and that's it. And and that you know, you look at their schedule, who they've got. You know, they they've got, um, you know, they have to play Highland. They had to play Rigby. That's tough, right? They still have both of those on their schedule. Um, I don't, you know, I I I think Highland personally um, take because Highland's going to play Thunder Ridge at some point. Right. I believe. Um, yes. And they should take care of business there. I think they take care of business against Madison. So I think Highland kind of is going to move up in there, but, but like you said, um, I think that, um, at least one team here is going to get an at large bid. So I think you're, you're in a good position and this is where, you know, a Middleton, let's say they come up short. They, they play, went on the road and played albeit not a great 5A team in Thunder Ridge, they played them and they beat them. And so that just adds to their record, right, of getting that spot by beating another 5A school out of conference. Definitely. And I guess Madison uh, did did get a second, quote-unquote, 5A win when they beat Tuella, Utah, at the Rocky Mountain Rumble. So okay. Madison's got two. But 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 look at you know compared to a Middleton where every game they've played is against a five A opponent right it's all about winning percentage so right. um, you know it, it really does favor those teams from District Three so we'll keep an eye on that we think those seven teams probably going to get in and uh, stay tuned to see what order and we'll kind of revisit this topic again next week let's move to four A where District Three automatically gets four teams uh, into the playoffs right now I think comfortably you could say Bishop Kelly Emmett. Valley View all looks like locks. Um, and then it's going to come down to, I believe, uh, Skyview and Columbia for that fourth spot. And I don't think a fifth team gets in. I think it's going to be just the top four no. auto bids. And and this might be the one where we have too many bids, um, too many, you know, overall in the state tournament to have 16 teams. Um, it's just, it is what it is. Like we're not throwing anybody under the bus or saying anything, but I mean, Skyview has really struggled this year. Um, and so has Columbia. Uh, they, they both struggle. Um, and, and there's, I think there's some other teams out there that, that, you know, you look at the um, projection at large um, that you've got on your list and you have a Hillcrest and Idaho falls that are probably going to get in. And I don't know. They neither one of them have looked all that great either. Um, you know, they they do have some wins, but man, it, there, there's a lot of bids. But I think Bishop right now, Bishop Kelly is looking. I, I had this conversation with somebody. You know, they played Burley 
last week. And, and you know, Burley has lost two in a row. Um, they had that phenomenal offense that throws the ball all over the field, scores a ton of points. Is They're awesome. But at least from my point of view, coming from personal fandom experience as a Carolina Panthers fan, you can have the greatest offense in the world out there. Um, but then when you run up against the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl, who have a phenomenal defense, that somehow just always translates to a win. It always does. And you saw that happen to Burley. They played Minico with a tough defense, lose. They played Bishop Kelly with a tough defense, lose. And I just think Bishop Kelly is balanced on both sides of the ball. And they I are. I just think they are the clear cut. They are the top dog right now. I think I think Skyline is right there with them. Skyline does have a couple losses, but they're the really good teams that Skyline has played. There's no shame in losing to Rigby um, and, and on the road. But, you know, Bishop Kelly – and you know what? Emmett fans probably roll their eyes um, that that they're not in the conversation. But maybe they like that. That's kind of what their persona is, that they're just going to hide in the shadows and then and make a run. And I like those two teams. I like Bishop Kelly and I like Emmett. We'll see. They play each other this week. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that one shakes out between those two. Definitely. And, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll give you the, um, like if the playoffs ended today, you know, where would every be everybody be seated? What would the matchups be? I think that'll be a fun exercise, you know, for the five, a just backtracking quickly while we do this, um, all of those teams from district three are going to have to play each other in the opening round of the playoffs. Anyways, the six, the sixth team from, from district three will play the three, uh, and then the five will play the four. So, you know, in our current projection, and, and again, this could change. We had, Meridian, Mountain View, Rocky Mountain Eagle, Nampa, and Capital getting those auto bids, and then CUNA getting the next at large bid with Middleton just missing out. Um, and the matchups would be Capital at Meridian in the first round. Uh, then you would have CUNA at Rigby. And again, we had Rigby as the second place team from the East because they haven't played any conference games yet, but that'll change for sure. And then Nampa at Eagle. So that would be pretty Nampa Eagle, especially to me. I'm like, yeah, I could get behind that. Yeah, that'd uh, be a fun first round game. <laughs> for sure. You talked about Bishop Kelly being the best team in 4A football. This is what made me think of doing this. Um, they are the number one team in the state for 4A uh, football in terms of Max Preps rating. So if the playoffs ended today and Bishop Kelly wins District 3 because the five district champs automatically get the top five seats, BK would be the one seat and they would get to host all the way through the playoffs, which would just be you know, humongous. Yeah. I will, I will mention that Skyview does have a leg up on Columbia for that fourth bid. Uh, they did beat Columbia two weeks ago. So right now Skyview definitely holds the cards. Um, they can't afford to slip up against, they still play Ridgeview, so they can't slip up there. Columbia needs a little help to get that fourth slot. Um, Bishop Kelly plays Emmett this Friday. That will pretty much determine, I think first and second, although Valley view also finishes the year still with Emmett, or Emmett also finishes the year with, with Valley View. So Valley View could make things interesting as well. Emmett is the team that holds their destiny in their hands. They play BK and Valley View still um, right. in two of the final three games. But anyways, if the playoffs uh, started today, Bishop Kelly would be the one seed and they would actually host Skyview, the 16 seed. Um, so that would be a, a divisional matchup right away in the right. opening round of the playoffs. Um, that would be the only uh, home game besides Emmett. Emmett would be the eight seed in this scenario, and they would play the nine seed Burley. Yeah, that I when I saw that, I said, "Man, that's a tough matchup because Emmett's a good team, but they'll they'll get in shootouts." We saw it in that opening game against Blackfoot, where Blackfoot put up a lot of points. Um, if you give Burley any sort of uh, of um, 
opportunity on defense, they're going to exploit it and take it and win it. And so that would be a tough game for Emmett, I think. Just just a, if there's anybody Emmett doesn't want to see in the first round, I think it that would be my guess is they don't want it to be Burley. Yeah, and again, this this will change. Um, it's kind of a fun right. exercise to do right now. But um, the other the other matchup uh, would be Valley View as the twelve seed at the five seed Pocatello. I will tell you, Pocatello would be the five seed only because they won District Five. Otherwise, you know, they drop all the way down to like the twelve seed in terms of overall max preps rating. And we know that Valley View last year went on the road as the 13 seed and knocked out number four Minico. So the Falcons would be right back in that road yeah. warrior situation and you know what i mean district five not not very strong this year no um so you would again hypothetically this is all going to change a thousand times over before it actually gets there but if that was the case i just like value you in general like you said they're just a pesky team that that somehow finds their way to win when they want to Yep, for sure. All right, let's move to 3A football now, where District 3 will get three bids automatically. Weezer, Homedale, Fruitland are all 2-0 in conference play. They all still play each other. So this will all kind of be determined here over the final three weeks. Um, right now, though, short of you know McCall Donnelly springing an upset over somebody, I think those are the three teams we'll see. It just is a matter of you know what order do they finish in. Um, and then yeah. in terms of uh, there, there are three at large bids that get awarded as well. And right now uh, with our projections, we do have McCall Donnelly taking one of those that in fact, the last at large bid, they would be the last team into the playoffs right now. If it started today, because it's based upon your, your max preps rating uh, for, Oh, go ahead. Well, just saying like you on the list too on the bubble payette is right there so i think that mccall donnelly payette game is almost essentially like it, it will be almost a play-in game yes. um when the time comes around for that matchup yeah that, that's gonna be uh, a tremendously important game that will be next friday in mccall um so that'll be a, a huge game for the payette pirates who uh let's not forget were uh, a player two away uh in that kansas city tiebreaker last yeah. year uh, from getting to the playoffs. So they had a big one over Fruitland at the end of the year last year. So, um, yeah, we think right now four teams from District 3 are probably going to get in. Uh, Homedale, Fruitland, and Weezer. And then whoever wins that Payette-McCall-Donnelly uh, contest, I think, looks pretty strong. Um, the way I seeded the teams was basically who had the highest max preps rating right now. Weezer has the best among the three teams that are undefeated in league play. Homedale has the second highest Fruitland has the third highest. So that's how I seeded it. Weezer right now has the second highest max preps rating in all of three, a football only behind sugar Salem. And that's important because they expanded the playoffs this year, Logan in three, a, it, it was, it used to be 11 teams. Now it's 14. And then it used to be the five district champs all got buys. Well, this year, only the top two teams get first round buys. And there, I mean, I think this is good for, for 3A. There's a lot of good teams this year. I mean, Teton, that was the one I, I was looking at the Friday night flash during my game. And I almost was taken aback when I saw the score, what they were doing to Snake River. Like that Teton team is very good. Um, and so in the past, we've seen teams from District 6, only two of the three get in. And it was just a shame to see that. And this year you could potentially see all three in, which I think is correct. Um, that South Fremont, uh, Sugar Salem, and Teton, three of the best teams all deserve to be there. So that works in their favor. Um, and then, of course, the big one is this Friday night, and it's on Idaho Sports, that Homedale-Weezer game. 
probably decides who wins the district. Um, so, and, and we'll have it covered for you. So be sure to tune into that one. Of course, Weezer, one of the great um, places to watch a football game. So if you can't be there, just watch it on Idaho sports. Definitely. That'll be a huge matchup ahead of uh, both teams still having to play Fruitland over the final two weeks of the season as well. So again, if the playoffs started today, here's how it would look. Weezer would be the two seed overall. They would receive a first round bye. Then you would have uh, Homedale as the sixth seed because the top five seeds automatically go to the five district champions. So Homedale is really like fourth in Max Prep's rating, but they get pushed down to six behind a couple of district champs. They would host Timberlake the number 11 seed up north. And then you would have uh, Fruitland as the 12 seed at the five seed Marsh Valley. I'll tell you right now, you know, Marsh Valley is kind of the projected uh, favorite in district five, uh, just like in four, a district five down a little bit. I'd actually like Fruitland in the, in that matchup. And then McCall Donnelly as the 13 seed would be at Bonner's Ferry, the four seed. So they would make the long trip north to play yeah. a Badgers team that we just don't know how good they are because They've played all Washington and Montana opponents, essentially. Right. So, I mean, you know, we'll see how it shakes out. Timberlake, I feel bad for them. They always, it seems like every year, go to Homedale, we're there, and Homedale just runs them out of the building and they go back up north. (laughs) Right. It's just a, a, you know, rinse and repeat type thing for them. Now that flips, you know, Bonner's Ferry is just uh, in our projections right now because they're undefeated, um, but they play Timberlake. It's only a two-team district. They play each other last week of the regular season. Timberlake could easily be that four seed instead of Bonner's Ferry um, with a win there. But uh, again, um, I think it looks really good for Fruitland, especially if they get to go travel. They they are certainly stronger, I think, than a couple of district champions. Um, So if they have to go somewhere in the first round, keep an eye out for the Grizz for sure. Uh, Class 2A, there are 11 teams that make the playoffs. Uh, Two automatically get in from District 3, and then there are three at-large bids. Right now, uh, with our projections, uh, Melba and New Plymouth would get those two spots just by virtue of they're both 1-0 in conference. Now, me personally using the eye test, I think Coal Valley Christian is the second best team. They actually played Melba last Friday, and the Mustangs won by double-digit scores. Um, but I think no matter what happens, three teams will get into the playoffs. Right. We thought the same thing last year, right, where New Plymouth went 5-3 and three and did not make the playoffs. So the Pilgrims are going to be uh, extra motivated to get one of those auto bids, and they can do that with a win over Coal Valley Christian. I mean, they still kind of control their fate, but Melba right now clearly in the driver's seat in terms of the regular season title Um, and Coal Valley Christian and New Plymouth play Logan in the regular season finale Friday, October 21st. That'll be a fantastic battle. Yeah. And I think New Plymouth did themselves a huge favor early in the season, the opening week they won at pay or no at home against Payette, a three, a team, that's not looking very bad this year. That is probably around a, a 500 team. That Will that carry them in those rankings, right? Will that help them out if they do need one of those at-large bids? Uh, maybe it helps them more than it did last year, which uh, didn't at all. So, Definitely. Um, on the bubble right now, Nampa Christian, they've got work to do. They're two and four overall. They would need to, uh, you know, they, they would need to stockpile a win and probably two to be safe. Um, the problem is, is they only have two games left, Logan. They play uh, New Plymouth Friday, then they have a bye in two weeks, and then they wrap up at Melba. So it's going to be a tough road for Nampa Christian. 
yeah, I think, you know, they, they won it. They won the district last year, but just, just a lot of turnover there for the Trojans. And uh, I think the other teams just got the best of them this year. Definitely. Um, so the five district champions automatically receive first round buys, and then the remaining six teams will play each other in three playoff matchups. So we, we think Melba looks pretty good to get a buy. They would be the two seed right now. They have the second strongest max, max preps rating among district champions. The caveat being that Westside uh, lost to Bear Lake by one in overtime. That's going to drop them from the two seed all the way down to the six seed. They can't be any higher than six because they're not going to be a district champion in all likelihood. So Melba would be the two seed, which would be um, pretty huge. And then, yeah. uh, and then among the five district champions, the top four, according to Max Preps rating, would get to host in the quarterfinal round. So Melba could be home all the way through the semifinals if they keep it up. Yeah, and they couldn't have asked for a better result over there in Eastern Idaho, right? Because mm -hmm. Melba's sick of going to North Fremont. It seems like they do it every year. They did it this year. And, uh, you know, if North Fremont holds out, they finish one. And, you know, Melba would much rather meet them in a state championship game. Um, but, you know, you look at those teams that are always tough in two-way, uh, Westside, Bear Lake, Firth, that, it, you know, if you're a Melba, you don't have to go over there. they got to come here. And that's a big, I think it's a big advantage. I think it's big for them that usually they're the ones that have to travel. Um, so if they can hold out with that two spot, I think it, it favors Melba well in that. It just seems like they always have to travel. Everybody does it. Napa Christian had to go play at Bear Lake last year. Melba had to go to North Fremont. It just, it seems like District 3 is always going to Eastern Idaho. And big game by Bear Lake beating uh, west side that that kind of opens the door a little bit for for us here definitely and uh, i just realized uh this is why it was good we walked through this logan i've got to make an adjustment on the website i, I missed uh placing new plymouth on the bracket here but the the way the matchups are are slated to work this year in the in those opening round games um right now it would be uh number nine coal valley christian as the nine seed they would be at the eight seed firth that would be a pretty uh, a pretty interesting uh, matchup. New Plymouth would also have a playoff game, but um, the two-way football committee um, has the discretion to modify the bracket based upon extensive travel for one team or if it's a matchup of two teams from the same division. So, for example, in this scenario, we've got Coal Valley Christian at Firth and we've got Grangeville going all the way to Westside. Well, that would be the third year in a row that Grangeville has had to travel all the way to West side, which is would the committee make Grangeville do that again? I don't think so. They'd probably shift the matchups. So now Grangeville would get to play a coal Valley or a new Plymouth, somebody closer. Um, and that would force West side to then have to play at least in this scenario Firth, And uh, that's been the state championship matchup the past two years. And that would be a first round game. So yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on what the, the, the two-way selection committee does with those first-round matchups. That could be a, a fluid situation. Yeah, and, and you know that'll be interesting too because do you put Firth and West Side in a first-round matchup because they're in the same conference, right? Oh, they are. They're different. Oh no, that's right. District six and District five. So I mean, that would make sense on paper, right? To right to do it that way. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I'm sure West Side and Firth are saying no, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Wait, right. I don't want to play them in the first round. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be pretty crazy for sure. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that for sure. But we think three 
three teams from district yeah. uh, three likely to make it in. Let's go to one uh, a D one. This is probably where the biggest, you know, revelation occurred um, last year in the past couple of years. One a D one has basically said the five district champs automatically get in the remaining six slots. Go to the next best teams, according to max preps rating. And if your league only gets one team, then so be it. Um, this year, they've kind of changed it. There's only four districts now. And from there, they decided that, you know what, we are going to give away some auto bids based upon districts. And so District 3 gets two bids into the playoffs. I'd, I'll, I'll admit, this wasn't on my radar, and that's that's on me. That's bad info from me. Um, I should have been in front of this to to relay this information because now it, all of a sudden we talked about Rimrock. Oh, yeah. Are they, are they going to have a good enough max preps rating to, to make the playoffs? It doesn't matter. District 3 automatically gets two teams. And so Rimrock, by virtue of beating Wilder last Friday, I think has has that second slot all but locked up. Yeah, I mean, you look at their schedule the rest of the way out. It's, I mean, they got Notice, who everybody's going to lose to, that plays them. But I believe they have Idaho City. Um, and you know what? I think they can take care of the Wildcats. And yeah, I mean, looks like they have that inside track. And that's that's kind of wild to think about. I mean, last year, last year, I think it hurt um, District 3. Wilder might not have been the best team in the world, but they only had losses to, I think it was carry and notice that was, that was the only teams they lost to all year long. They didn't get to go to the playoffs a little different this year. I think that's a, it's a different Rimrock team than the Wilder team we saw last year. Um, but yeah, that definitely throws a wrench into things and, and really I think steals a bit at the end of the day. Yeah, that's, um, that, that's going to be really interesting to keep an eye on because, there's some really good teams up north in the White Pine League yeah. that all of a sudden are kind of on playoff life support because of this. Um, I, I feel confident saying there's not going to be a um, at-large team from District 3, yes. certainly. The big question is, you know, notice where would they finish in terms of, you know, district champions, right? The district champs all receive first-round buys. Notice right now would be fourth of four in terms of max preps rating. And part of that is the strength of schedule. The the rest of the league just isn't, you know, when you look at district four and district two and the, the quality of the league top to bottom just isn't there in district three. So notice would be the four seed Rimrock would be the 12 seed. They would be 12 of, of 12 basically. So um, there are uh, 12 teams that get into the playoffs. Now, I, I think I said 14 earlier, it's 12 um, Rimrock or, uh, Rimrock would be the 12 seed. They would play Raft River, the five seed. That would be a very tough first round matchup. So, yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I think it really steals a bid because you're going to look at these teams that are on the bubble from District Two. Like, I think, it, you know, those are dangerous teams that a couple of plays, you know, Logos has a phenomenal offense, right? And if they can get hot, they can win a game. Lapway is always in the mix, and Clearwater Valley has played tough games as well. So, it'll, it, you know, you're going to see a team or it could be Prairie. The, there's going to be a team left out in district two that I think probably could have done, could have challenged somebody in the first round. Right. For sure. Um, so we will keep an eye on that. And then uh, the simplest breakdown Logan is one, a D two because they do basically a predetermined bracket, right? Where it's all already lined up and, and figured out. And so we know that, um, that three teams will get in from district three. And that right now appears to be garden Valley, 
Council, Horseshoe Bend in some order. Yeah, and I think it stays that three. We saw Tri-Valley play Garden Valley last week, and Garden Valley, again, just scored a ton of points and didn't give up a lot of points. The Wolverines are undefeated right now, and they have a big game this week. I think you're going to see the big, big couple of games for Garden Valley coming up, right? So they play at Horseshoe Bend, and then they have to play Council, and those two games are going to determine what where one, two, and three line up, right, in the standings. And so um, – and we're hoping to have that Horseshoe Bend Garden Valley game on Idaho Sports. And um, it's going to be a good matchup, I think. Um, whoever wins this, I think, is at least second. Um, you know, if Garden Valley wins, do they have a chance against Council? I mean, everybody does, right? And they haven't played. And we've all been talking, and it's all on paper at this point. So they got to play each other. Um, but the way they've played has looked well. It hasn't been against the best competition so far. So we'll find out, but yeah, one, two, and three, I think is pretty, pretty set from um, district three for one, a division two. I think it's those three in some way, shape or form. Yep. It's going to be really fascinating to see how that unfolds. We'll find out where garden Valley stands. I will mention that tri Valley does have an outside shot at running the table here. They're, they're not done yet, but um, you know, they will have to win out. They play Horseshoe Bend on the 14th, and then they play Council on the 21st. So Tri-Valley could also yeah. play their way in. Yeah, if they can win out, then yeah, they play themselves right in that competition or right yep. in that conversation. <laughs> yes, for sure. So uh, clear as mud. And uh, we went a little long on the, on the podcast today, but there was a lot of good, you know, football stuff to break down. I know everybody's starting to look ahead to the brackets and the playoff matchups and, you know, where would everybody slot in? I will say that for 1AD2, the matchups, you know, if the playoffs ended today, it's all predetermined, right? So Council, as the champion, would get a first-round bye. Um, the second-place team, you know, right now in, in the standings is Garden Valley. Second place has to travel. So really, it doesn't matter if you're second or third. You're traveling somewhere. Uh, Garden Valley would travel to the second-place team from up north. That'll come down to Timberline of Weipe and Lewis County, more than likely. And then the the third place, you definitely want to avoid third place, Logan, because the only district champion that does not receive a first round bye is District Four, which is arguably the strongest conference, right? You've got yes. Castle Ford, Dietrich, Camas County. Castle Ford and Dietrich actually play this Friday for basically the league title. So right now in our projections, Horseshoe Bend would be at Castle Ford. Um, and and yeah, Horseshoe Bend lost to Camas County by a lot and canvas County got pretty well beaten by, um, by Castleford. So, you know, if you take the transitive property legitimately, that's, that's not a good matchup for, for horseshoe Bend in a for potential first round game. Yes. Um, that would be uh, a bad scenario for horseshoe. So horseshoe Bend really needs to, to win this game Friday night. You got to finish. You don't want to be third. Like you said, yeah. anywhere, but third, it's just, that's not the spot you want. So this is a big game this Friday night between horseshoe Bend and guard Valley could determine who gets second versus who is third. And so um, big opportunity here for sure. So, all right, we'll leave it there. Uh, everybody enjoy the games Friday night. And uh, I'm going to, take all the results from Friday and beat my head against the wall and update the bubble watch uh, next week as well. And we'll do it for the final week of the regular season. Also, at least you've already got the template there. Now you just got to change people out, right? It's really right. not the, 
it's really not that big of a deal, right? Yeah. Selfishly, I don't want much to change, but I know there will be lots changing. So it's more um, fun that way. Definitely. So, all right. Um, enjoy the competitions uh, this weekend, everybody. Postseason is here. We'll talk state championship golf. We'll talk soccer districts. And of course, we'll talk more football on next week's show as well. Uh, for Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning into the Treasure Valley Prepcast on IdahoSports.com.